Hey guys, it's your crazy ray of sunshine. It's Shell rolling with Miss Community, and I am the mouth on the mic of Hitting the Streets podcast show. Today is Podcast Sunday, and it's also our mini series finale. Big shout out to Melissa Easton, my co host, for putting all the research and the stories together for this mini series. Melissa, I appreciate that more than you ever know. So thank you so much for doing that and being a co-host too as well. So last Wednesday, we did a live show from the Touch of Class Antique Mall, which is located in downtown Sherman. Melissa and I truly enjoyed our time with Ivor and Jeanette Mayhew, who owns the mall, the Antique Mall. Um, these people here are so um, they're so fun to be with. I'm very fond of them. They had a lot of information to share about the history of Sherman, the history of the Antique Mall. And they also had a couple of ghost stories to share too as well. So I want you guys to sit back and tune in. And also I apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, it was hard to keep my phone going. It was a lot of, uh, I don't know what was going on, <laughs> but you'll hear that in the show. So anyways, Sit back and relax and tune in and listen to our live show at the Touch of Class Antique Mall with Ivor and Jeanette. Okay, guys, it's Shell, Rolling Miss Community, and it's my co-host here, Melissa Eason. Say hi. Hello. And then we have the lovely Jeanette. Hello. And then we have Mr. Ivern over here. Hello there. Hey, yes. It's like, I'm going to speak into this mic. Yo. <laughs> so we are here at Touch of Class Antique Mall in downtown Sherman. And this is our mini series finale. As you know, Melissa and I have been doing these ghost stories, um, paranormal encounters, murder and mayhem for the past four weeks. And um, it's been received very well. So we want to say thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, we appreciate it. And hopefully we can do it again um, next year. So to get started here, Melissa is going to take over. And because we have ghost stories, um, we had another local send in her story. And um, it's pretty lengthy, but oh, my goodness. And hold on for one second. We've got a mishap with the live show. So hold on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Of course, you know how it is when it's live. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. So, Melissa, I'm going to pass it off to you for the local ghost story. All right. And this comes from Susan McGinn. And uh, she is uh, involved with the Sherman Community Players ever since she moved to Sherman in 2008 as a volunteer, a cast member in shows, and a member of the theater board and guild. And so along with the fun, creativity, and friendships that the theater has brought their family, it's also brought them some spooky experiences. Okay. This is about the Finley then. Mm -hmm. cool. It is. And it actually, um, if you've done the ghost tours in downtown, uh, the uh, Finley was on that tour mm -hmm. as well. So uh, many people believe that the Finley Theater has a ghost. And I've had a couple of strange experiences. I'm reading for Susan. Okay. <laughs> Susan has had okay, strange Susan. experiences in the building. Uh, that could be because of her. The ghost is said to be a spirit of a young woman who likes to play pranks and get into mischief. One night when she was volunteering as an usher, uh, she went into the women's restroom before the audience arrived and tried to turn on the light. She flicked the switch several times, but the room stayed dark. She went to the head usher and told her that uh, it looked like the ceiling light bulb had burned out and needed to be changed before the audience came. 
So um, she was ready to go get a ladder. And then she looked at the, the person she told, looked at her and said, this may sound kind of silly, but try this. Go back in and ask the Finley ghost for permission to turn on the light. Oh, this has actually happened before. So I went back into the dark restroom and said, Finley ghost, can I please turn the light on in here? We need to be able to see. And then I flicked the switch and the light turned on. Oh, so that is kind of a prankster. And then uh, her next strange experience, um, didn't just happen to her. It happened to the whole theater cast, crew, orchestra, and audience during uh, the production of Annie Get Your Gun, mm. summer of 2016. Uh, her daughter, Sarah, and her were both in the cast of the show. And on one of the performance nights, um, all of the actors were waiting in the wings, ready to go on for the first scene. As soon as the orchestra finished playing the overture, um, and then just as they reached the final note of it, every single light in the theater, stage lights, everything went out. Oh, my goodness. And they were plunged into complete darkness. So the stage crew ran around in the dark trying to get the lights on with the breaker box and nothing worked. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, several minutes passed, and finally the audience had to be let out by a flashlight. Oh. <laughs> and the performance had to be canceled. Oh. Electricians were called in and finally discovered that a small electrical connection in the theater wiring inside one of the walls had come detached at the mo at that moment hmm. so there was no way to get the lights on again without repairing it so now things like that do happen in old buildings of course sure but uh hmm. maybe that's what happened to us a few minutes ago with the, with the camera <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, probably. well it is yes that's probably yeah. but uh she said the timing of it really made her wonder mm -hmm. and what are the chances that would ha you know would happen um you know right for time for the, sh the show to start mm -hmm. so um so she said she, if it's you know she could imagine the the finley ghost laughing once again playing an epical prank. practical mm -hmm. joke so another time uh when she was helping with costume costuming for another show she was working on um working by herself in the footlights building okay. which is the costume shop, costume shop. Mm -hmm. yeah and the workshop next to the finley theater and she was all the way in the back of the costume shop which has two big rooms full of racks and shelves of costumes and a uh oh, it just cut off. Yeah, there it is again. Oh, it must be. Yes. You think I so? saw yeah. I saw it go dark, it and I was like, "Must be." I think yeah. so. <laughs> we, oh my goodness. We had that experience when uh, the, the uh, those professional people from Fort Worth came over here. So I wonder <laughs> if it's just that, or is this the if the internet? It can't be. My phone's been working all this time. I know, right? It's funny. Oh this my gosh. Their business card. Okay. There it was. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. a different one than, than you know, I know yeah. you said this one's out of Fort Worth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the ones we talked to were out of Allen, and of course she's been, you know, been mm -hmm. to downtown. Okay. Melissa. All right. I'll take it back off again as much time as we can. Okay. Okay. Right. okay, guys, we're back again. And for some reason, my phone just wants to go on the brink. Hmm. So what we have here, what we're doing is reading ghost stories from Susan, um, who works at the Finley. And Melissa's going to wrap that up really quick. This is our mini series. I apologize for the technical difficulty, but you guys know how it is. <laughs> well, Melissa, Susan actually works at the library, as, oh, okay. but she also volunteers with Finley and is in productions and everything. But uh, okay, so one of the times she was helping with costuming for a show and was working alone in the footlights built the 
Footlights building, the costume shop and workshop next to the Finley Theater. All the way in the back of the costume shop, there are two big full rooms full of racks and shelves of costumes and a cement floor. Happily picking out costume choices, she was absorbed in her task when suddenly heard a loud noise from the front of the shop. Uh It sounded like a person had stamped hard on the concrete floor. The building was completely silent before that, so the sound really startled her. So she went out into the aisle between the rows of costume racks to look up to the front two rooms to see who was there, but the space was empty. So she knew that the door to the outside, which is at the front of the building, was locked, but she walked up to the front and tried it just to be sure. (laughs) And yes, the lock was on and no one could be seen. A few minutes later, she heard the sound again and it sounded like someone wearing boots stamping once on the concrete. That was it for me, is what she said. <laughs> she said it creeped. She yeah, she said it creeped her out yeah, badly, yeah. and she had to back up there out of the door, but and made it, uh, locked the door behind her, and decided she wasn't going to work in there by herself again. <laughs> and to her. this day, she hasn't. Um, she does have one last story, which is uh, another time mm-hmm. when SCP was performing The Music Man. Her daughter was a cast member of that show, okay. and she agreed to be one of the parents who would supervise the dressing room. For the younger members of the cast, which was in the Honey McGee Playhouse next door to the Finley. She was sitting in the dressing room by herself with all the actors next door performing at the Finley, and she started hearing noises up in the props loft, which is on the second Second floor, floor. Mm -hmm. yeah, directly above the dressing room. And it sounded like someone was moving heavy furniture around. She had, I know, like it happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She said uh, people often heard strange noises like that from the Honey McGee, but she had never heard them herself before that. And she said, and she's like, well, that's really interesting. And went into the next room, the Honey McGee performance space to see if someone was actually up there moving props. You can look directly into the props loft from oh. there because it's a balcony. The noises stopped the moment she went into the performance space and the props loft was completely dark. Oh, wow. It was obvious no one was there. So she went back to the dressing room and kept on reading her book and listening to the occasional thump, bump, and dragging sound, which happened a few more times. I know. I wouldn't stay. But she said she was glad when some of the young cast members came back in the dressing room with her. Oh, wow. (laughs) So those are her experiences. That was a lot of fun. And uh, now we're going to have to go spend some time at the Fenway. Oh, yes. That's for sure. So thank you so much, Susan, for giving, um, sharing and giving those stories to us. And once again, guys, I'm apologize for the drop-offs with the phone and the technical difficulties. But now I'm going to introduce you guys to our guests tonight. We are doing our mini-series finale here at the Touch of Class Mall. And there is Ivan and there's the lovely Jeanette. Please introduce yourselves. My name is Ivan Mayu and uh, we own this uh, historic old building we call the Touch of Class Antique Mall. And I'm Jeanette Mayhew, and I think the bo- the building owns us. <laughs> it keeps us keeps uh, us going. Much more accurate. Yeah. That's a great yeah. way of putting yeah. that. So, yeah. what made you guys decide to get into the antiques, and how long have you guys been here? Well, we've been here since February of 1997. Uh, we bought this building twice in one day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The story goes like this: We saw the sign, talked to the owner who was selling it. Uh, after a couple of visits, we decided, yes, let's buy that building. Looks like it'd be a fun thing to do. 
a little bit large, 38,000 square feet. Um, but anyway, the day came and we wrote up a, a real estate agreement contract and I put down earnest money and shook hands and we left. And um, it must have been about an hour or two later, I called and well, I were talking. I, I, I got a little bit scared and apprehensive because I'm a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's like I'd had experience in big old buildings before that, you know, kind of was scary. And I decided that, well, I I don't think I could be there alone. Th this building did not have all the lighting and all the, we actually saw it in a, with a flashlight on the oh, fourth wow. floor we were walking around and, it was and you were on dark. the fourth floor yeah and and, mm -hmm. and and the windows were covered to keep mm -hmm. out the heat and the light oh sure and uh, on this floor and so it scared me enough that i said no i don't think i can do that so so i said okay darren we'll just have to realize that we made a mistake and so i called the seller and i told him i says biff i says uh, uh, I, I know I gave you an earnest money agreement and all that, but I says you keep the money, but we've changed our mind. We mm -hmm. just decided it's probably more than we can handle. Mm -hmm. Sun came out. We were living in McKinney at the time. Sun came out, a beautiful day outside. And it changed our mind. Yeah. <laughs> she changed her mind. <laughs> yeah. So after having agreed to buy it and then agreed to not to take it and for him to keep the earnest money, I came back and said, you know what? We've kind of changed your mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mind. So we actually bought this thing twice, twice. in one day. Yeah. Well, awesome. in, in, in 1997, there were a lot of buildings. We, we would travel. Uh, I was with Frito-Lay and we had extra mm -hmm. time and we wanted to uh, decide we'd see Texas. We'd been here just a couple of years. And so we were going to start at the border and we were going to go from one, one or uh, from east to west and, and then come back and forth and, and just make our way down Texas and mm -hmm. see every main street in town. Now that's a, we didn't know how big Texas was. <laughs> I was going to say, that's so, a lot of So we got, so we got lucky and that's so, so we, we did. We, got yeah, we, we saw a lot of old buildings and a lot of little ones, you know, sure. we could have bought real cheap and uh, you know, for like 1200 square feet or mm -hmm. something like that. Well, this building is 38,000 square feet. Wow. It is big. So, and we had no intention of uh, doing an antique mall. So it came to us. We talked previously before, and it's it was a mortuary. What kind of this, give me the this history? Building, I don't want this to... building was built in 1876, not the whole building. It kind of grew as time went on, but the first part of the building mm -hmm. was erected in 1876 after the Great Fire that wiped out all the wooden buildings that Sherman had. Oh, okay. And uh, it over the years it has served. Uh, many, many different businesses, uh, most of which we probably don't even know about, but we do know uh, there was a Mineral Waters bottling works here at one time. Uh, we had a saloon called the D.A. Andrews Saloon downstairs underneath of our museum. Okay. Uh, there, uh, This was the final resting place of a company called uh, Mahan Commercial College, where the museum is now in that room. And uh, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, a uh, fellow by the name of Robert Doolin owned the building. Uh, later he sold it, but then he leased back portions of it. And he was an undertaker. And in 1896, May 15th, Sherman had a terrible tornado that killed 66 people. And uh, I haven't seen the photograph, but we have two different dealers who told us there is a black and white picture of all these bodies laying on a wooden uh, walkway in front of your store uh, with white sheets. And they're covered waiting to be identified. 
From the tornado. From the yes, tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any history on that, Melissa? We do. Yeah, it's there's quite a bit. Black Friday. Yeah, there's, yes. a, there's a little book, yeah. a little booklet about Written by a guy by the name of Piner. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's true. And he talks all about it. He has some interesting stories, but he that captured um, firsthand experiences of people that day mm. that were involved in it. Wow. And the municipal building has some pictures along the way, too, and uh -huh. probably, uh -huh. I think, City Hall as well. Wow. And Mr. Piner is the one that the junior high uh -huh. named is after. named after. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of history. Yeah. So what made you guys get into the antiques um, piece of it? Did, did you Were you always into the antiques? or? I think early marriage. Oh, and, and and all of our furniture came from relatives and you know some it was it was guaranteed yeah, for right. a lifetime yeah. sure enough we probably had Still. to give it away to get rid of some of it so we just always liked it so wherever we went because we moved so many times mm. you know 29 times yeah with, oh, my it, with, with, oh my goodness yeah, 29 times yeah with, with the employers and so that uh you know you have to do something so one of the things is you you just get out and search the country look for things and antique stores were always fun to go into mm -hmm. so did so, this building come with stuff in it no. did you find anything no. at all oh, no, no. no no just no, no. no it was just a pretty well, yeah. i was hoping happens. there were like several so, so, documents in the wall oh, or something. oh no, yes oh, oh yes oh, wait there's a room upstairs yeah. full of uh, all, all some of the uh sales slips clear back to the 1800s and we have some of those uh in a special room but any yeah, pictures so or anything like that that you guys come across that was here left from the other owners that own the facility or own this place? Um, yes, the one we have in the office of, um, what's her name? Mary Pickard, is it Pickard? Yeah, Mary Pickard, mm. yeah. There was There's... this neat oval-shaped photograph in a picture, black and white, mm -hmm. of this lady that wasn't particularly attractive. She looked like and, Whistler's but mother. The, <laughs> the frame was so nice. <laughs> and no, so not that she I got curious, and, and when you're yeah. in the antique business, you like to poke around and see what... Yeah. Was Someone behind, may have stuffed yeah. something behind, you know. Uh -huh. And I took off the back, and hey, looky here, there's a colored photograph. It was Mary Pickard. <gasps> well, it turned out we have a, a book was written by one of the owners of this building uh -huh. about his family. And early on, they lived in California, Hollywood, and they were friends with Mary Pickard. Well, I think she was related she, to them. Well, it yeah, may have been a relationship, think, too. Yeah. yeah. You have a question? I was thinking that she had done something with a movie about this area, but she might I'll have, have, to, I'll have yeah. to look it up now. No, yeah, I'm curious. I'll yeah. we'll have to show you the picture, but uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. But otherwise, uh, no, we've had, um, there's a lot of things upstairs uh, that were placed there in over time, old calendars and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, in two locations on a brick wall upstairs, someone wrote in pencil, uh, Germany surrenders today, May, whatever it was, 1945. Wow. Wow. And so it kind of takes you back. Sure. Yes. And, uh, sure. So let's, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, ask this question because I had an experience here. And so I know there's I been. I heard you did. Yeah. I know there's <laughs> been hauntings here. And we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and then I've had a couple of people have told me that they've had experience here. So when did this first start? The hauntings. When did you guys notice that things were going on? Oh, when we were working on the building to really uh, oh rejuvenate yeah. it. Yes, our our granddaughter. Well, uh, granddaughters. They were like ten, eight and ten years old at the time. And uh, maybe no, I I'm gonna have to say she's a little older than that, maybe thirteen. And she was upstairs on the fourth floor. One of them was upstairs, and 
uh, a lady appeared to her dressed kind of, I think dressed in black or something. And she came running, screaming down the stairs to her mother, you know, and uh, she, but then she encountered later on and it's always friendly people. There is no, mm -hmm. there's no uh, evil, evil here at all. But then she encountered a possibly a like a 10 year old boy mm -hmm. and uh, people we've got that recorded actually in a form uh, on some recordings on, on, a, on camera, yeah, like yeah. on a video. Right. Wow. Yes. We, we had some people from Fort Worth that were really interested in, in coming through this building and they came over on their own. They asked us if they could come over. Uh, Michelle, uh, and she uh, uh, with Mystic uh, Ghost. And so she came over and brought her crew. There were, what, five, six people mm -hmm, here? Mm -hmm. and, and they just went one by one. I can tell you more of the stories sure. if you're interested in sure. them. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it does. It sounds interesting. I, like I said, I know a lot of people have said they've had the experience here, and I know they've been mm -hmm. here on the tour. And I've had some people say that they have um, drove by and seen things in the, in in the windows. Window. Oh, yeah, they could. In the I'm window. Sure. Yeah. So I was just curious about that. If you guys knew about it or did you guys have that experience when you first took over? At first, yeah. yeah. Actually, we did. You were mm -hmm. talking earlier in your readings about Thump Thump at the Finley Theater. Mm -hmm. In this exact location, uh, one night, probably around the year 2000, I think, uh, I was on some board somewhere and we were having a, a meeting. And I volunteered would come up here, and it's about seven, seven thirty at, at night. And there were, I think, there were five or six that were sitting around the mm -hmm. table. And uh, the story had been closed for an hour and a half, and totally quiet, just like it is right now. Okay. And we're carrying, we're carrying, we're carrying <laughs> on our business. We're carrying on our business, and uh, all of a sudden, you could hear footsteps very clearly. Just they started in that corner. Went over the top of our head, right here, over that way, and all the way up to the other corner of the building. And one of the uh, attendees asked me, he says, I thought you said the store was closed. And my answer was, it is. He says, well, what is that? My answer is, I don't know. Well, who's up there? There's nobody up there. Are you sure? I'm positive there's nobody up there. One reason is the only door to get up there is right there. And we've oh, been sitting right here for an hour and a half. You would have seen it. Yeah, yeah you would have yeah, seen it. Yeah, and they'd have to come up these stairs. And so we went and looked, and I proved to him there's nobody up there. But there were five witnesses that heard that. Some, mm -hmm. some perfect footsteps walking diagonally across well, we through walls, not want that to through stuff. Now. We do want that to happen. <laughs> and this is the spot. No. Now, I'm like, now listen, oh, listen. We're going to go explore. Now. We'll split up. We'll no. split up and go explore. I know. I know. Wait, well, at the time that I was here, um, I had the opportunity, and now all of a sudden I feel that sensation. <laughs> I had the opportunity to go on the fourth floor, and 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 at first I really didn't, and then just something like hit me all mm -hmm. of a sudden. But it was a sense of sadness, not anything that I felt that I needed to be afraid of, mm -hmm. um, just a sense of sadness and mourning and heaviness. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I, I, I those, it just didn't feel right to me. And then I was like, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I know. Um, the wine stroll night. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some of my friends had came up, mm -hmm. and uh, um, one of them had an experience in the restroom, mm -hmm. and um, 
kind of like what you're saying at the Finley where she the, the lady asked the ghost if she could turn the, the light permission. on. Well, she was in yeah. the restroom and she said the water came on all of a sudden. She was like, you know, and then so finally she said, she's hearing I'm trying to wrap up and go in the restroom. And I was like, if there's a spirit here, would you just please turn the water off? Yeah. And she's like, the water turned off. And she was like, oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> so then she goes over there out of habit to go wash her hands because that's what we do and she tried to turn the water on and the water wouldn't turn on she was like i'm gone i'm out of here and she could feel it like she yeah, felt exactly yeah like kind of sick but not she yeah. just knew that she felt something and so she we, ran out of there yeah, yeah we've had a lot of customers that have come down to us and they'll walk to the front desk and they'll say did anybody ever mention and we and the staff always knows what what they're going to be saying when sure. they come like that and then they'll bring them back to us and you know kind of introduce them and we listen to their stories mm -hmm. you know we had uh, a husband and wife uh they were down on the uh, mezzanine and the husband was looking at the records and there's hundreds and hundreds of records down there and it takes quite a while where he heard felt something tugging on his shirt mm -hmm. and he turned around and looked mm -hmm. and no his wife nobody was there and turned around started working again tug 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 turned around looked okay look that way nobody's there so then the third tug he walks over to his wife and says what do you want and she says i i, I don't want anything what are you talking about and, and she he says well somebody's been tugging on my shirt and he came down those stairs he was as white as a ghost oh. and when they brought him to us same same feeling that you mm -hmm. had i mean because it's it's a, a heaviness mm -hmm. and but it's not a fearful one because mm -hmm. you're not afraid of it, any paranormal that might be here yeah it was but, more of a sad thing yeah I, I, I think it would be because there there's been uh, well the tornado i didn't know about Oh, really? I, I didn't know. No, I don't remember us. Yeah, at the time that was about it. Yeah, at the time that was one of the, the uh, better publicized disasters in the U.S. Mm -hmm. they, it was in the news all, over, all yeah. over the country, and there were people from all over the the world that that sent in money to help the the mm. devastated here, mm -hmm. and yeah, it was real. Okay, guys, so that's the first part of our nice little mini series finale with Ivor and Jeanette. A lot of ghost stories coming <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> we're going to wrap up real quick on this first part, and then we're going to step into the museum where they're going to give us a little history lesson about some of the things that are in there. So you guys come back. I know there's been a lot of back and forth on the video, and I apologize about that, but we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we'll be in the museum. So you guys continue to stay tuned. Hey, y'all. We're back again. <laughs> I'm going to turn the camera around, and we are going to go into the Outlaw Trails historical museum and they're going to give us a little tour so let's go all right so i have ivert here and jeanette mayhew and they this is their lovely building we were just talking about hauntings and ghost stories and how they got started and there was some great history information that um i didn't even know about and i really quick i know we were we were wrapping up but you said that this was also a funeral home and how many yes Yes, it was a funeral home, and they sold furniture here, and they built coffins and sold coffins See, and caskets. I didn't caskets. know that. I yes. did not know that. And after they built the coffins in their spare time, they built furniture. Yeah. 
So and the coffins came first. Coffins came first. Robert Doolin. Robert Doolin. There's a street named after him down down across the way. Oh, okay, okay. So let's start here. So it looks like it's a lot of toys. Now I will say okay. this: I have a story to tell. Okay. So I came here maybe a couple of Halloweens ago, and I was looking for dolls to have some dolls set up in my um, house and outside for the Halloween thing. And I came in here, and as soon as I came through the area that we just walked through, out of the side of my peripheral vision, I was like, oh my gosh, that doll is looking at me. I'm going to have to have that doll, right? So I marched over here, and it was she was kind of in the back, so to speak, mm -hmm. and it was her and some other dolls over there. So I picked it up, and I'm walking around, and then I come back over here, and I saw another doll. And I remember Ivory coming to me and said, that doll is not for sale. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. And he was like, yes, she moves at night. Huh? I was like, so then in the back of my head, I was like, did she move? When I went so I put her back. So anyways, I thought that's just, that was just something that it was, I, I laughed, but at the same time, I was wondering what was going on with that. It was the one I wanted. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Hey, that's where our murder took that's place. That's where the murder right, took place. Right back the there on that fence, the yeah. Okay, guys. Behind, between the the uh, opera house and that Yeah, so, okay, so you guys remember that we did the murder in mayhem of Ira Taylor's uh, story. So this right here is the picture. Right there, Melissa? Yeah. If I can get a nice shot. That's where the church is. That's where they mm -hmm. found her. church, yeah. So if you guys remember that story, here is the picture. Wow. And that was, that's a nice shot. It's pretty big. It is. Two stories. Well, this is Sherman's uh, second opera house. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And the first one was across the street from the old Iron Post down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we have pictures of it as well as illustrations of architectural drawings of what it would look like. And they claimed it, hell, I forget, several thousand people. I don't believe it. But anyway, <laughs> it burned. And this replaced, this I believe was built by the Masons. Oh, and, okay. Uh, they rented out space, and there's lots of operas and different kinds of things that were plays and productions with famous people that came here. And uh, in the late uh, uh, 1800s and early 1900s, but then uh, over time, in about the 1930s, this thing, they had cut pretty much, uh, closed it off. Closed it off. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kid Key and Austin College both were kind of... Uh, 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 sc scrambling for places to meet, mm -hmm. and no, I, I, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. You know, this I, was built I, to replace that need when they lost when they lost the first opera house. They wouldn't have a place for, uh, you know, uh, higher, better entertainment, sure. and more sophisticated mm -hmm. sure. Type of entertainment, sure. and places for people to meet, lodge rooms, that kind of thing. The, the bottom two stories are still up. there, and you'll notice when you go down Crockett, you can look at and you'll see the round circles mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. building. And so you can still now you know, I see a sign right there. Look at that sign. And it took it out. Big. Took it off. Yeah. 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 Larry Phillips. Yeah, uh, the third floor is no longer there. Has his and uh, the turrets and everything. And uh, keep the grounds going. Up, upkeep. The upkeep. Uh, they, they, they grew their own food. I have so they, it. So that's what. Daughters it's harder to find them. Yeah, I met Marjorie when she came to town with, with a book signing. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, two thousand. Well, no, I went to one. Oh, 
Y'all, if y'all get a chance, please come to the Touch of Class and come to the museum. There's so much history here with Sherman. Um, it's just amazing to know all of this. Some of the stuff I didn't know, and um, Ivor and Jeanette is really great about having the history of what happened um, here and all these antiques, the tools, um, the Woodman Circle. They're they're really great at knowing um, dates and where they took place. So if you get a chance, and look at here, guys, that's the Grayson County Courthouse. When it was destroyed by the fire, I've got a glare. I don't know if you guys can see that. Let me turn it this way. There we go. And that was the Grayson County Courthouse Jail that was built in 1876. It was destroyed in the fire in the 1930s. And I know you guys know about the Sherman riots in the 1930s. But this has been absolutely a fabulous night. This is our series. Um, our mini-series finale, and um, I want to thank everybody that has logged on and watched. Once again, I apologize for all the technical difficulties at the very beginning, but um, Jeanette and um, Ira has been really great with all their information that they have shared with us and the ghost stories and the hauntings. So if you did miss um, this videos and, and all what we're talking about, stay tuned on Sunday when I drop the episode. We'll have some of this on there. I'm just telling everybody they need to come out. And I've noticed here, over here, uh -huh. the, you have the picture of the Grayson County Hor uh, Courthouse right. when they had the Sherman riots in 19, yeah. 1930. So that's right there, uh -huh. something people can come in and look. We've got a lot of great, great history here. And do you guys do tours? How does this, do people come oh, in to do they, tours? or they just come in and stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We have placards yeah. on almost everything. And if you follow the signs, I have a bunch of them we don't have up now. Sure. I'll tell you a lot about the years that Quantum Raiders were. They wintered in Sherman. And they mm. shot the place up, got drunk, had a heck of a good time. Oh my God. But the leader, Quantum himself, was a guest of Rufus Gaines Hall, who came here in 1862, chased out of Missouri. And they were friends. Their families knew each other. Yeah, and so he was. Missouri he stayed in Hewitt's the Hall now. family house. Now, the halls, I'm talking about the. Once they had this building for a hundred years. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, they lived up in Osceola and Humansville in Missouri. Mm. But, uh... Okay, guys, that's it for this evening. I would I want everybody to squeeze in here so everybody can see us. We have Melissa, my co-host. Where is Melissa? We have Ivor and Miss Jeanette. I want to tell everybody thank you for being a part of this mini series. Yes. Hopefully we get a chance to do it again next year. Ivor and Jeanette, thank you for your time and giving us this tour. You guys come by the Touch of Class Antique Mall. It is here in downtown Sherman. You can't miss it. It's a four-story building. Um, oh, hey, Verna. Verna said give them hugs. Oh, oh hey, Verna. Verna started the ghost walks here. Yes. Hey, Diana Solis, how are you? So thank you guys for joining us. And if you missed out on the videos, you can go back to my page and rewatch. Or you can tune in on Sunday when I drop this episode on Hitting the Streets podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's it, guys. That is the finale of our mini-series. Once again, thank you, Melissa Easton, for all your hard work and research on the stories that we shared um, and you shared. And thanks to the locals that sent in their ghost stories. Wow. 
Um, especially the one at the Finley. I mean, that was a great story. And the Magnolia Hotel. Um, I mean, all everyone who sent in a ghost story. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, also to the listeners, um, we had a lot of listeners listen to this um, miniseries. Um, and I appreciate that so much. Melissa and I are looking at doing it again next year. So I want you guys to stay tuned and follow my page, Rolling with Miss Community. So, and then also follow Melissa's page too. She um, works at the Sherman Public Library and they have so much going on guys. And it's just, they have um, a lot of events going on and different things that they do, um, especially during the holidays. So please follow the Sherman Public Library and as well as the Touch of Class um, Antique Mall in downtown Sherman. Please follow that page. Ivor and Jeanette, um, you know, just great people, full of information, a lot of history. Um, and they're, the ghost stories that they share too. Um, thank you, Ivor and Jeanette, for giving us your time. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy being there. I could have stayed there for hours just listening to you guys and learning more about um, the history of Sherman. So thank you for being on the show. Okay, guys, that's it for Podcast Sunday. Um, next Sunday, I have the wonderful Michelle Walston that's going to be on the show. I got. I had an opportunity to sit down and chit chat with her, and um, another another great success story from another entrepreneur. So make sure you guys stay tuned. So this is Rolling with Miss Community, guys, and I am out of here.